Amelia Dayspring here with a very special guest. I feel like we have been talking for like a very long time, and it's so weird to me that you haven't been on the on the on on the podcast before. I know. Well, and I just I'll, I'll be honest. I just started listening maybe a month or two ago, so <laughs> I'm I'm fresh into the podcast world. <laughs> Fuck you! I've been only been listening. <laughs> I've been following you. How long have we been following each other? Because I feel like we followed each other on the same day. And I don't remember if you followed me first or if I followed you first. Well, here's the thing. I was telling this to Latvian Lad, who is a friend we have in common. The second I see a Psychops like cosplayer, I'm just like, who is that? So yeah, it was probably an instant follow for follow. <laughs> Even though I hate the word following, it's but but it's more of I had an appreciation for your X Men Evolution Cyclops. It sounds even more absurd online or saying it out loud. But folks at home, we are talking to Chaz from House of M Cosplay. That's your new name, right? House of M Cosplay. That's the new name, yes. So I was originally going by Chasma underscore twelve, um, and I have a story about that. I, I guess we can we we're talking about it uh, in a little bit, but. Um, my favorite Star Wars character is Captain Phasma, and I used to work for Disney. I was supposed to be Phasma. Um, we'll get into that story. Uh, we want all the tea. My my coworkers would call me Captain Chasma, so I loved it, and I I made that my Instagram handle. And then I was like, you know, I'm not even cosplaying Star Wars right now, so I'm going to change it to something more Marvel, Marvelous, <laughs> something more Marvelous. Well, I love. <laughs> I love your cosplay and folks at home, you've you you've seen his cosplay before. He does the X-Men Evolution Cyclops. He does a really awesome gender bent Wanda, which I am obsessed with. But I think one of the ones <laughs> <laughs> But I think the one that you absolutely nail, and for me, I'm just like it, it, it's Doctor Strange. And Black Widow as well, by the way, your gender bent yes. Black Widow. It's incredible. May she rest in peace. Not even the character, but my my cosplay it got ruined. Wait, what, what happened to your cosplay? So I was doing some minor upgrades for it for my wife, Emily, to wear. I was trying to fit it to her, and I sliced it with scissors, and it is, I can't repair it. Like, it uh, is, yeah. So well, maybe maybe I'll, I'll fix it with a different suit someday. I, I don't pretend to understand the pangs that you cosplayers go through. Uh, we, we have several cosplayers on, on the pod. You may or may not know since you've only been listening for like a month, but look at me shading you. I've been following for forever. It's taken me no. a minute to you to even have you on. So you, you're entitled to be shady. I keep saying like, oh, let's do this date. And I'm like, oops, sorry. I have to cancel. I think I've canceled. I think I joked with you the day and I said, I've canceled on you twice mm-hmm. and you've canceled on me five times. Yeah, no, listen. <laughs> well, it's so funny. We I was talking to Hammy on the I don't know if you know Hammy, but he's a I cosplayer. Do. You do know Hammy. I I started following if, if he's listening to this. Um oh, Michael, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. And uh your gambit. I, I would say your gambit is the best. It's not as good as mine, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I that is why I started following him though. I was like, this guy's gambit is amazing. And then honestly, everything he does is spot on. So well, A, yes, everything he does is spot on, too. He is such a stan. So he is listening. Fuck you, Hammy. <laughs> we love you. But three, we, I was talking to Hammy, and a, a mutual friend of ours asked us to do a collaboration. 
And Hamming was like, oh, God, he asked us to do a collaboration. The two most flakiest people <laughs> like ever. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, man. Because pre the world going back to the way it is, I, I ran... I ran the podcast with an iron fist. We had a schedule, everything. That's it. We have to do it. Liverian Lad is very much like that. The second it goes in the diary, boom, it, there's no changing it. But recently, within the last like seven months since I moved down to Florida, I'm like, uh, sorry, can't make it. Shrug. <laughs> we'll have to reschedule. And I think I'm sad that reputation is coming through. I I moved from Florida. To Tennessee and I was I was that way in Florida I would reschedule and flake out on people all the time I was it's just too tired thing. yeah yeah it's, it's something now with that I'm heat. in Tennessee and now I'm in Tennessee I'm like okay I can keep the schedule <laughs> <laughs> it's weird well Chaz we're here to get to know you but also yeah. you're a huge X-Men evolution stand <gasps> and so we're gonna rank the characters which is gonna yeah. be I need we, to pull up my list Pull up your list. We we try to agree on a list going forward with with people, but you know this is your first time on the podcast. We can be shady. We can we can have different rankings. Exactly. I don't remember where your rankings are, but I remember when we sort of looked at our list. We 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 kind of had some overlap, but mm -hmm. I want the power of X Men familia who if they engage with us on instagram if they're part of the instagram community they they know who you are but we do have a larger piece of the pie in the in the podcast community and for folks who may not know you why don't you give us a little brief history on who you are because you used to work to, uh, in disney and i want to know yes. how was that like it was wonderful so i uh my goal when i when i got into college i was like i want to be a performer at walt disney world and I was, I worked at the Disney store at the time, um, loved like the storytelling aspect and like, um, just the different, like Disney itself is kind of a community and, um, just all the different fans. And there's so many different things to be a fan of, which now Marvel, you know, is a part of, um, so I was like, I want to work for Disney for the rest of my life. This is just going to be my goal. So I had auditioned. Yeah. I had auditioned. I started auditioning in 2012. And then I auditioned 14 times. And that 14th time, I went you to a Star Wars audition. 14 times. 14 times. Wait, 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 I, wait. How uh, do you, is there like a, I, I know how this works for like actors and auctioneers, but how does it work for people who want to be cast members at Disney? Is there like a general cattle call and, and so you I, respond to it? Disneyauditions.com. Um <laughs> 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 you you have to check. you're like you dumb bitch here <laughs> um you have to you once you go there you click on like disneyland um all disney world cruise line you select which park you would like to work at work at and uh you kind of just check they they update the auditions what they're casting for so like they'll post and they'll say you know we need performers from the height 510 to 63 and it doesn't say sometimes it doesn't say specifically what it's going for. Um, you can assume it's goofy uh, or any other characters in that general height range. Uh, but the one that I specifically got hired for, it said Star Wars and it said Stormtrooper Darth Vader. So I was like, OK, cool. Um, it was a little bit after. So I I went to the audition in 2000. Let's see, I'm trying to think. It was 2015, and I got hired as a performer um, in April 2016. Mind you, I was working at Splash Mountain, may it rest in peace, 
um, before this. So like you can do internal cast member auditions only, or you can do um, open to the public, you know, auditions. So, and it's a, it's a crazy process. I actually hated the process. You go, they teach you a dance um, and it can be super simple or it can be really hard depending on what they're looking for. So if they're looking for, if they're more like parade focused, the dance is going to be pretty intense. I, and they, <laughs> they rate you. So you have a movement score, which is your dance score. And then you have your animation score, which is like your miming, you know, you can't talk in character. Uh, so your miming type score, it goes one to five. Um, my animation was a four. I was, okay. I was not the best, but it, you know, it wasn't Wait, but bad. One to five, but four is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That's like a B plus. My, my movement was a two. <laughs> I am, I am your basic white boy that cannot dance. I mean, I can't dance and I'm Cuban. And a lot of people are like, you grew up with salsa merengue. You did quinceaneras and you can't dance. And like for the life no. of me, I can't I, at, at bars. No. I, I prefer to be sitting in a corner, sipping a martini, judging everyone and other people. My husband is a huge dancer. He's great on the <laughs> dance floor. Good for him. I can I'm see done. that. Yeah, I, I have no, I have absolutely well, no rhythm. So my wife, Emily, was also a performer. Um, and she did, she, she was a dancer. She actually um, went to school on a tap dancing scholarship. So she's oh like God. Ginger Rogers. No, not really. But uh, I have yet to see her do it as well. That's another thing. In time, in time, I'll, I'll get her to break out the taps. But um, she was Cruella Deville in the Boot to You Parade. So her, I think her dance score was like a four, four okay. or a five, probably a five, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, so I was a really bad dancer. Um, but I got hired. Uh, they were looking for stormtroopers, first order stormtroopers. There's a difference between Imperial and first order. I will die on that hill because all the time. If you're one of those people, if you're listening to this podcast, and you're one of those people that go to Galaxy's Edge and yell at the First Order Stormtroopers that they can't aim, you're wrong. They're not Imperial Stormtroopers. They're First Order. There's a difference. These men and women were highly trained. So I have no um, idea what you're talking about right now. Oh my now. gosh. Oh, I'm well, not, listen. This is a this is an X Men podcast, and I'm talking Star Wars. What is wrong with me? No, listen. I we, first of all, I love Star Wars, but I'm not <laughs> the stand that you clearly are. <laughs> well, so I wasn't either though. Before I got hired, I had only seen Episode Four: A New Hope, and when they called me and said, "Hey, you got the job. You're going to be Goofy and Stormtrooper, or you're going to be friends with sorry anybody who's a Disney stand." listening to this um there's a you know they say you're gonna be friends with goofy and the first order stormtroopers so i was like well, i should probably watch this movie <laughs> since i have never seen it wait what does friends with goofy mean so you have to maintain character integrity um so it is not like if you were to if i was still performing and i said hey here's my set time come come meet goofy at this time um you're not coming to see Chaz. you're coming to see goofy okay. so like, even if you came up to me and you said, you know, like, Chaz, is it hot in there? Goofy's not going to understand what that means. Yeah, yeah, you just Goofy's nod. You, Goofy usually takes his ear and then, like, you know, yeah, yeah pats, his, pats his sweat off. Yeah, it's hot in, in this place. But um, so you have to maintain character integrity. So anytime, like, we would post on social media, um, which I, I think now the rules are even changing for this, but, like, you would say, please direct all comments to Goofy or please direct all comments to Cinderella, whoever you were. Gotcha. And if somebody commented on their like, Jane, you look beautiful as Cinderella, 
that Disney could fire you for that. <laughs> so I, I, I did have a friend who, who did Peter Pan in college. And so I heard some of these stories. I'm a little older than you. So you, you wouldn't have known. Them. Hey, well, no, no, no. I, I, I just, I'm, oh. oh, you looked I'm, excited. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, kid. I have a personal connection with Wendy. So my sister is friends with Wendy as we speak. So, oh, oh yeah. friend of Wendy right there. I know. <laughs> so, my, my, so it sounds like w- when I knew this person and they were a friend of Peter Pan, how about that? they were a friend of Peter Pan. <laughs> Perfect language. Yes. They, he like, he couldn't post anything on his MySpace and it was a grounds for termination and it was very strict and, and all of that stuff. And growing up in Florida, you, you hear all these stories of, mm. of what, of, of the mouse and all those rules. So hearing you speak like this, I'm not at all shocked. So, so so you so you 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 become a friend of Goofy. I I love yes. that it's an all family affair. That uh, your wife well, is a friend of Cruella, and yes. is a friend of of Wendy. So, and it's cool too. These um, giving Disney secrets, everyone. Um, I know you... <laughs> this interview is literally going to just be all Disney secrets. Disney's gonna. So, if you all, if I go missing, you guys know why. Okay, <laughs> Bitch, I, I'm more just... worried that they're going to come after me. They've already slapped me <laughs> with an embargo or two. Yeah, come I'm on. just saying, Power of X Men. You may not know this, but we are sleuths here. We do we do get the scoop on things, and yeah, we do get some interviews. And they're like, you cannot air that interview. If not, we will shut you down. If you do so, we will shut you down. I'm like, okay. Listen, I have secrets that could shut Disney down, so they better watch it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like brilliant. <laughs> They're gonna come for my sister now and my mom. My mom still works at Disney too. Oh my god, is uh, your mom a friend of a friend of whatever? No, no. <laughs> a friend of Mary Poppins. Look her up. Look her up in the Epcot. Oh my gosh, she would love that. Um, she would be honored. Uh, no, she's she's at the American Pavilion at Epcot. So, oh, oh I love but, the American Pavilion at Epcot. Yeah. Right, listen, so, this is all side. Yeah. Go. Yeah, focus, exactly. Focus, 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 focus. So you win friend of Goofy and, yes. and Star Wars. So, uh, second order, third order, something order. First order. First, I knew it was first order. Do not come at me in DMs, people. I did know it was first <laughs> order. I was just teasing Chaz because we are good friends. Um, yeah. You see so that? I'm terrified you, of the Star Wars fans. <laughs> like, I don't fuck with them. Two people no. you don't fuck with. Two types of people you don't fuck with. Wanda stands, MCU Wanda stands, and Star Wars stands. Don't fuck with them. That's true. They honestly, they're probably the same <laughs> if, we're, if we're thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, it's cool though. Like they, when you get hired, they put you in this hideous singlet and you like stand in this thing, x-rays you and it, it tells the costumers and management what costumes you can fit in. So um, I did first order stormtrooper, goofy, captain hook, um, Tigger. And I think that's it. I think that's all I did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there was were... one. There was one time I did a special Christmas event as a toy soldier, but it was awful because I my neck was too long for the costume. So when they put the head on, usually the head like sits on the person's shoulders. It didn't, so you could see my bare neck. So I had um, underneath the costume a red turtleneck, and they made me pull the turtleneck up over my nose, <laughs> so that I could go out and meet people for like. It was like two sets, two 30 minute sets. It was, it was a good time though. <laughs> Never so, did that again. So wait, you were goofy, friend of goofy, friend of first order. You're doing Tigger. better than I am. 
and, and, and Captain Captain Hook. Who, yes. who, who okay off off our script here who was the most fun to play who was the worst to play and who had the best reactions to to you like who got uh, the best reactions i will forever love my stormtrooper like i it was it was awesome because you had uh one thing is disney characters cannot say no star wars characters can which is really nice so if somebody came up and said something i could say no like yeah, no, mm-hmm. and we're not going to do that. You cannot touch my blaster. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Um, <laughs> so I loved doing that. I would say though, my more touching moments were with Goofy. I I had people yes, all yeah. the time, like stories that they would just come and tell Goofy everything, their whole life, their whole life drama, their family background. I had an older man. Um, he was in a, a electrical chair unit, uh, ECV as they call him. And he had Goofy come down and he said, Goofy, I wasn't given much time to live. Um, will you take care of my wife? And I mean, I was sobbing. I was like, oh, I would all cry. So, so never, never had moments with that with a stormtrooper. <laughs> so I think I, I much preferred the stormtrooper thing. It was it was fun. But I, this is going to lead to my next question, which is, what's the difference between cosplaying and being a cast member at Disney? And it, there's some, there were some very obvious answers I knew you you could give, but something yeah. like that, someone coming up to you, I think it's just when you're when you're a character like Goofy, you embody something greater than yourself, and they don't literally people are not seeing it's it's almost this kind of like view on psychology. People don't see the person in there; they see that idea and mm-hmm. how cathartic. And and by the way subconsciously they trust the person who is embodying that character to give those secrets. It's so beautiful, but yeah. Why don't you answer that question? What is the difference? Between, <laughs> what is the difference well, between cosplaying and, and being a cast member at Disney? I think there's a more, there's, there's more of a sense of, um, I don't know, it, you're kind of proud to say like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, you know, performer at Disney and everyone thinks that that's just the, most amazing thing ever and they want to hear about it and they want to know the secrets and stuff whereas if you're standing at a random place talking to random people and you're like oh i cosplay they go oh okay (laughs) you're crazy one really cool thing about performing as a character at disney versus cosplaying now cosplaying you can be whoever you want to be so like my dream at disney i wanted to be flynn i want to be friends with flynn rider so bad like so so bad and I kept going to the the lookalike auditions, the internal auditions, and it just was not in the cards. Um, I did, I did get fit to be friends with Bert from Mary Poppins. Uh, that did not happen though. But I, I got to put on the costume, which was really fun. Um, but I wanted to be Flynn so bad. Well, it wasn't happening, so I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to cosplay him. <laughs> so you can take who you want to be, and you can be it, which. We'll follow into one of our uh, one of our other questions. I, I believe about gender bending, but we'll get to that in time. So, okay, so you were cosplaying long before you were at Disney. Is that how did you get into? Cosplay? Yes. So I've always loved Halloween. Dressed up would go hard on our costumes. Uh, the church that I attended in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is where I was originally from. Um, Oh my god, it's so funny. We were making jokes about Cincinnati, Ohio this weekend because uh-huh. I kept I kept waking up not knowing I travel a lot for work and I did this impromptu con in Hartford called 90s con. 
And I was there with Flink, who's on the podcast, who you probably now know since you've been listening. But yeah. I know I'm going to be so shady to you, bro. Um, <laughs> but I woke up and I was like, where am I? Like, I went downstairs to meet him and um, Kevin from Words of the Witches podcast. And I was like, where are we again? Are we in Cincinnati, Ohio? <laughs> like, I had no concept where we were at. You would you would know if you were in Cincinnati. I call it Cincinnati. Well, you would also know if you were in Hartford, Connecticut. No shade really? for anyone from <laughs> 90s Con who's listening. I told you we had a great time. We will happily go to Hartford, Connecticut again. But Hartford, Connecticut was not very pretty. <laughs> I've never been to Connecticut, so I, I wouldn't know. Well, there's some parts that are really nice. Anyways, I digress. Go. You're from Cincinnati, your church. You know, they did. you have always loved Halloween. Yes, they did trunk or treat. So I would go so hard. And it was always Disney themed. Trunk or treat? trunk or treat yeah so they would you you park your car in like the the big open parking lot and you decorate your trunk to whatever theme you want and then if you wanted to you could also dress up to like match your trunk or not like you could do whatever you wanted um i mean our church went hard like i mean we had like five thousand people come from the community that even go to the church just to come to trunk or treat so at the first year that we did it uh we did a Pirates of the Caribbean trunk. And then the second year we did Tangled. And that was my first cosplay that I had. I actually had a lady in the church. I had her, uh, I commissioned her to make Flynn Rider's Dublé. And then I went to a thrift store, found, you know, pants and stuff, found boots on eBay. Um, Flynn did eventually get a glow up because yeah, he needed it. So, uh, but yeah, Flynn was my first cosplay ever, technically cosplay. I love how you talk about him getting a glow up. It, it, that, that is a common denominator I see with all you cosplayers. You refer to your costume, <laughs> that persona, as their own individual. And yes. You threw me off. I, was it? It may have been Demanda. It may have been Jason. I don't know who it was, but they were like, "Oh yeah, she's getting she's getting revamped." And I was <laughs> like, "You're getting revamped?" And they're like, "No, the the persona, you know, the costume." Yeah. I love that about this sub community. I'm. I am so fascinated by cosplayers and everything you all do. Hey, and some people take it to the next level too. Like, I, oh, I, I know. Can, oh, I know. There, there are some like, I'm like, how did you make that? There's no way like, you stole that from the movie set. I know it. <laughs> so, so that was your first cosplaying experience and you've obviously grown a lot since then. And, we talk all the time, but for, for folks at home who are listening, you know, your cosplay, I enjoy it so very much. And, you know, did you steal it from the set? I, I think you embody a lot of your characters quite a bit. Again, I'm going to cite your Doctor Strange. I'm going to you know, cite some of the other ones you've done. I'm curious, though, what, what are some of the challenges you face when you're cosplaying, you know, or, or, or creating cosplay. I, I hear about the cosplay crunch, the con crunch, con crunch. Oh my word. I was just talking to, oh gosh, I don't know his handle. Oh my word. I love that you just said, oh my word. You're so, you're such a well-mannered individual. <laughs> listen, oh, listen. Like, oh, well, hey, and I, I, you do that. Like it does not offend me at all, but I'm like the Captain America of people. I'm like language, language, language. <laughs> Like if I ever become a manager somewhere, my employees are gonna hate me. Um, so, so we, we I, I did another podcast uh, like a year or so ago called uh, Masters of Comic Books with uh, Cole Lau, who I love very much, and Cole is still very much part of my life. But the first episode we recorded together, he is like a good boy. 
you know, he, I was cussing the entire time and he edited that podcast and he sent the playbacks to me. And every time I cussed, it was a beep noise. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I got so angry. I'm like, how dare you censor? <laughs> it's taking me a while to understand it's, it's more of a character trait and, and hey. vices for, for advice for some people. Yeah. No, I, I won't judge too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were we even talking okay, about? Okay, okay. So no, your 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 cosplay. Whatever. Some uh, you you alluded to this. Did we hit record when you were telling me about what happened with Black Widow and you were making the edits to it and it kind of you yes. to, Okay. So what are I some did. of what are talk talk to me about more about those challenges? So my biggest cosplay fail. Let's talk about that. I am a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan, as you've seen. I've done gender bent Elizabeth Swan. Um, probably one of my favorite characters ever i love elizabeth swan um so i was like you know i think it's time that i do a, a male character i'm going to do james norrington but when he's like really drunk and crazy in dead man's chest and i spent 200 dollars on this beautiful coat that i had to, that i had to rip up and destroy because he's you know weathered and piratish so is that even a word piratish if it's not i just made a word um so i I had to strip it of its color because it was black and it needed to be navy. I did that whole process and I never read the tag on the garment and it said, do not wash, dry clean only. So after I got done stripping of its color, making it the color that it needed to be, the coat fit my sister who is five feet tall. <laughs> I'm six one. She's five feet tall and it fit her perfectly except for the lining didn't shrink so the lining was hanging out of the coat um so that was a horrible horrible mistake and i i still want to eventually do norrington at some point but i just haven't been able to bring myself to it because it made me sick you so that was you are oh wait i have another one to me i'm like pirates i don't think i've seen the pirates of the caribbean movie i i how are we friends i'm just kidding <laughs> and we're good friends too i mean we've no. met I, we've kikied irl and we talk like almost every day yeah, yeah no i jeff my husband jeff is is the bigger pirates stand than i am and i think the one and only time i've seen the pirates movie i saw it at his college dorm back in like 2000 and like one or whenever it came if, out if you watch them just watch one through three that's all you really need to watch Wait, which which one's the one with dick grayson in it okay I that one's five it. and it's really good I, I it's good in its own way but like it doesn't have kira knightley in it so okay, kira knightley is a gun exactly okay i do have a i, I do have a, a, another good fail yeah. story which yeah. will relate to this podcast sorry x-men fans we've not been talking about x-men um i was like this bitch always goes off the rock <laughs> so they're used to it don't worry <laughs> i was um creating my wife's x-men evolution gene over your uh left shoulder there oh, so and i re i regrammed uh, her photo the other day and everyone yes! i got so many hearts on it but i like, told her that? i was like I was like, people are loving this photo of you. And she's like, that's awesome. She doesn't have a, a, an Instagram, everyone. <laughs> she's like, that's awesome. Now let's talk about something else. <laughs> let's talk yeah. about the new house we're moving into. <laughs> Literally. So I was making her, we can't see it in this photo, but um, Jean's suit is like one piece. It has like the feet connected and everything. Well, obviously it's hard to find that. So I was trying to make her shoes. And I looked at this YouTube tutorial and it said to take, um swim shoes with rubber soles cut the bottom of the the sole off and then you can glue it to like a a full body suit or whatever 
on that way you can walk not you know hurt your feet and stuff i was like oh this is cool and it said but be careful to not glue your foot into the shoe and so i told emily as i was you know putting the the super glue in the rubber part i was like don't let your toes go over the sole of the shoe the like little padded inside thing and she's like okay (laughs) we waited a few minutes she goes to pull her foot out all five of her toes are super glued to the shoe and yes and i ended up i i was kind of freaking out um ended up having to cut cut the costume like cut the 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 fabric off of her foot and then we had to like carry her to the sink and we put like um nail polish remover we used dawn dish soap because that sometimes helps with stuff and i mean it was it was awful i thought she was gonna have to go to the hospital oh and my God. It, it was awful so that was my probably my i was biggest. trying to cosplay my wife as Jean gray from x-men evolution and now we're in the emergency room <laughs> literally so that was not fun um but yeah so there are those fail moments and you live and learn honestly and like right now for christmas i bought myself a sewing machine and i'm teaching myself how to sew uh, I've never, I've done hand sewing before and it's not that great. Um, I've had a couple people ask if they could commission me to make them stuff, which I am honored. Like I, the fact that you like my stuff that much that you want me to make you something says a lot. It makes me feel good, but you do not want my stuff. Like I, it, if I, if you saw the inside of my X-Men Evolution Cyclops armor, you'd be like, this is crap. <laughs> you just can't see it because it's on my body. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, like it's held together with duct tape and, and crazy stuff. So I know it's like not good, durable stuff, which is why I'm like, no, I don't want to make you anything because it's probably not worth the money. What, um, what do most people ask you to make out of curiosity? I had a friend ask me to do X-Men Evolution Cyclops, which I, I'm i thinking about giving him a glow up as well. Um, I have been working out. How does out. he get a glow up? How, do, well, how does Scott Summers in X-Men Evolution get a glow up? <laughs> I, right. He's perfect. Um, but mine, I don't think my chest piece fits anymore. I've been hitting the gym really hard oh, trying to, trying to look good for Gala Gambit. But, uh, so I don't think the, the chest piece fits me anymore. It'll probably like sit up on my shoulders. So I'm gonna have to redo that. But I, I think I have some, some ideas of how to make it better. We'll see. Where, where are you <laughs> debuting? Um, Hellfire Gala Gambit? That's an excellent question. I keep seeing all these people post about WonderCon and DragonCon and New York City Comic Con. Latvian Lad is trying to get me to come, and I'm like, dude, I want to so bad. I would love to, but we, I, as you just mentioned earlier, we bought a house and now we're broke. So <laughs> we're house broke, as we're saying. Oh god! But, and and just wait till you start doing renovations and no, all that stuff. Everything no. comes at you. I keep getting all these bills, and I'm like, was this worth it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would have been no. better to be a renter, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll all come out better in the end. But that's my own baggage. Exactly. No, listen, Sean. Here, here's the thing, Sean. I have been hounding him to come to WonderCon because I was like. You have to come to WonderCon. Everyone's going to be there. And he can't make it, sadly. So we are planning on New York Comic Con. But we are going to MCM to see him and 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 London Comic Con. So you should come to MCM. Oh, that would be wonderful. We're, we're I... trying to get Hammy to come. Planet X-Men's going to come. That's that a new place so to come cool. to. You're like, I'm still house broke. <laughs> still house broke. Yeah. And if I told Emily, I was like, hey, we're going to go to a Comic Con in London. She'd be like, sign me up. I want to go to Europe. <laughs> so i make it sound like she doesn't like husband she does she she does enjoy it but um 
I drag her along. <laughs> like, so, here, put this on. What, what is it about Marvel specifically in the cosplay there? I mean, you were mentioning that, you know, you, you've migrated your name to House of M cosplay. Yes. You've, you, 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 you kind of lean in more towards like Hellfire Gambit, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Cyclops. What, what is it about Marvel do you think that stands out above something like Superman or DC or other Disney characters? I, I, it's, it's so funny. So when I first got into superheroes, I was a huge Justice League fan. Like I watched the animated series mm-hmm. and I, Hawk Girl and Flash were like my two favorite characters. Um, which I noticed Hammy does an amazing Hawkman, like I perfect. Uh, but Hammy, if you're listening, I, I'm not paying attention to your cosplay. I asked Hammy <laughs> today when I was talking to him, I'm like, have you ever done a villain before? <laughs> he like looked at me. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I don't well, even know. Hammy was one of the few people. Him, Hammy, Planet X Men, and No More Mutants were three accounts I followed on my personal way before I even mm-hmm. did podcasting. And they've been around for such a long. They're so immensely talented. We rag on Hammy here out of pure love, and because I just saw him a couple hours ago. <laughs> yes, I saw that. Um, wonderful human being. Yes. So I, I let's see. I first, how did I, I don't even remember how old I was when I first saw X Men, and I was like, these people are amazing. And it was the Fox. Um, X-Men one and I fell in love. I was like, I don't know who these people are, but I love them and I want to get to know them better. So I, um, at that time, I feel like the time that I got into it, X3 was just about to come out. So I was a really late bloomer. Um, I fell hard. Then I eventually found out about X-Men evolution and, uh, my sister and I loved that. We, we would binge that. And, uh, then the last thing that I saw was the animated series, um, which oh, so I've seen the animated series. I have, but I just saw it for the first time in its entirety. Uh, I think it was during COVID. I believe okay. when we were I all. I don't know why I thought you didn't see the long. animated series. I have. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, that and that so, opens up the door for more more if, spotlights and guest spots. But see, like if you guys said, I'm going to make up something random, like you know, don't you love that scene in? season three episode seven title you know scott mary's gene like i would not know what you were talking about i'd be like uh beyond good and evil eh? season four <laughs> yeah like literally <laughs> well I I, listen i'm i'm terrible on the spot with things i'm i'm also a huge charm stand and but speaking with like kevin from words of the witches this weekend i'm like uh, like i, I, I just I apparently you forgot were, everything you were saying a season and an episode he was like spitting them out he can I was just like, do it i can't even do that with x-men and stuff like that i still have to google things in between like when i'm talking to people just google issue numbers and stuff yeah like that. but kevin and you have this too when you're talking about cosplaying kevin has this way of talking about charmed that makes you want to know more just like how <laughs> you're talking now about your cosplaying experience and your passion for I want to know more about it. And that's a rare talent to okay. invite people into a fandom versus we talk about this all the time. People like push you out and, 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 and gatekeep in, in lieu of just like building a, a nice vibe, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so is Marvel really special because, oh, yes, you, yes. you know, so, you first saw the X-Men X3. Yes. So I started with, you know, X-Men, the Fox movies, and then got into X-Men Evolution and then saw the animated series. Uh, And X-Men quickly became my favorite, my favorite superhero team. Um, Even more so than like Avengers and the Justice League. I know it's different companies or whatever, but (laughs) um, I just love, 
I love how they're so unique. How each character has different powers. You know, like in Justice League, Superman and Wonder Woman are almost kind of, you know, like they're like so similar. Whereas like you have Gene who has telekinesis and, um, you know, Storm controls the weather. Cyclops shoots lasers out of his eyes. Like, I don't know. I just, I loved the diversity of their powers and who they were as people. I thought that was really cool. Well, it's so interesting hearing you speak like that because growing up in the 90s, the X-Men were king. I mean, the X-Men were Avengers level, you know, in, in their heyday. Obviously, mm. that took a that took a massive backseat when you had, you know, the, the rise of the MCU. And hopefully we'll reclaim those glory days. But Please. yeah, I mean, I think with the X-Men, the X-Men is... Re- uh, it, it, here's the thing where I ultimately have boiled down the X-Men. X-Men comic books, whether... You know, it was from the 80s or 90s, whether it was Evolution or the traditional X-Men animated series, the source material organically was always writing up to its audience. So you (laughs) intuitively knew there was more to these characters. There was some allegory behind there. And you can project yourself into those characters. They weren't gods. They were people just like you and I. And and they faced a lot of issues. You know, Goth (laughs) Rogue in X-Men Evolution she has she's very very she's a very empathetic character she invokes pathos gene as well cyclops it's they're very beautiful in that in that way yeah. so yeah of course the x-men i till this day like the x-men are way better than the avengers in the justice league canonically they're supposed to be more powerful than the x-men but the x-men just have a bit more of a star power that i don't think a lot of people acknowledge in today's world right i was also and I think another another thing I thought of while we were talking about that, um, how you can relate to them so much is I, I was kind of bullied in junior high going into high school. And I think just seeing the way that the X-Men were treated, I was like, oh, my word, I know how that feels. So that was that was another thing that drew me to them. Well, we, we've said this before on the podcast and. You know, we were just talking about it with Lenore a couple of days ago, Lenore Zan, the voice of Rogue from the animated series. There was always when you were being bullied, when you were sort of being marginalized as a kid and you really couldn't understand why you were being bullied and stuff like that. You can always slip into the fantasy that there is a school out there for Mm -hmm. people like you and it's unbiased. It's all love and you're part of the circle and and you're part of this very complicated dynamic family that's a little bit bigger than, than what you are. And I think, you know, when you think of ideas of community of religion that's sort of what you aim it's mm-hmm. to be part of something larger than yourself and to feel that kind of love so <laughs> the x-men just hit the right marks with that what can we say yes. that's why that's why i think wanda in the avengers stands out because wanda yes. is a deeply flawed deeply hurt individual and you can you can relate to her but wait wait mm-hmm. we're getting off track here wait because <laughs> we, we have video. Right, we have another we have another section dedicated specifically just to X-Men and <laughs> X-Men. But Chaz, tell me what what is the most favorite cosplay you have you have done? If you had to pat yourself on the back and be like, you know what, that's pretty good. Okay. I think people are gonna boo me on this, but I love Prince Hans from Frozen. And oh, I actually I debuted him. I debuted him at a Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and Hans does not do meet and greets at Disney. He does now in like Tokyo or something, some random you place. You do, do a good Prince Hans. I had to Google him. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. I've seen it. I've uh, seen it. I know this character is from frozen. I, I know when I've seen you post it, it's frozen character. It's female Iceman's movie. You've, you've seen it maybe. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have. I do listen but, to let it go. 
quite a more more times than I probably should admit. Yes, I. Uh, <clears throat> it's a beautiful song. song. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like I'm never. I, I can't sing, but I'm never going back. The past is in the past. That is a beautiful line. A one hundred percent beautiful line. That perfect girl is gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what i say every time i wake up and look in the mirror i'm like that perfect girl in the sky <laughs> uh, but yeah so i i debuted him at not so scary and i <laughs> disney probably i'm shocked they didn't kick me out i could barely walk like i had so many people coming saying we know you're not a real character but can we take a picture with you can we take a picture with you can you like get a picture with my daughter and i'm like yes but i'm not because you have to like they're very very strict on like if you're coming as a guest you are a guest you're not princess or a prince or whatever um so i was kind of on edge the whole time i did it to myself <laughs> i went as a cool disney villain uh but i i love 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 that costume which thinking yeah, about it amazing in it i don't know if it would fit anymore <laughs> well that's because you've been going to the gym because you're jacked it's, as fuck now because i'm trying to get big but yeah <laughs> so do you gotta do, you gotta do gambit monami yes that's right. <laughs> Wait, can you do I, a gambit? I, can you say Monami in a Mona. gambit? I don't know. I <laughs> oh my God, I love how I, you're like, oh, I don't know. I knew you just said it so perfectly. So, really? So seductively, so confident, so gambit. And you're uh, like, oh, wait, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I love reading in the comics. Like instead of saying this, he says this. This. You know, this and that. And, I, I mean, the, the oh, most yeah. iconic line for me in Gambit in the animated series and, and other parts I've read him is everyone can relax. Gambit is here. Yes. I love it. I was actually, I, I was being a, a nerd and I do not remember the name of all the different guys who voiced him in like Wolverine in the X-Men animated series, X-Men Evolution, uh, but how they each had a different take on a Cajun accent. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think Chris Potter is the the OG one mm. that did it for the X Men animated series, and he is like the, much like Lenore Zan, voice of some people's childhood. You weren't born when when that was airing, but I was. I was. Uh, I was like in between zero and one. <laughs> you were in between zero and one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. What's the actual date that it started? October thirty first, nineteen ninety two. I see. I didn't come until December seventh. Oh, you're so. fellow Sagittarius. I keep forgetting yeah. that. That's why we, you and I, we we hit it off because we are exactly crazy Sagittariuses. Well, I'm I'm definitely emblematic of a crazy Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so is there a specific cosplay that you would love to do? Let's let's play this alternate world where you have an unlimited budget you did mm. you're, you're not house poor <laughs> no house poor. You, you, you took that money that you put on a down payment on a very beautiful house you've shown me the house it's gorgeous so gorgeous Thank but you. you're you're gonna invest that money in cosplay instead oh uh, okay so i actually my dream cosplay mm -hmm. is captain phasma i love captain phasma gwendolyn christie amazing and you probably don't know who i'm talking about do you i i, I can see it in my head they were she was in the the first episode eight is it um seven. she's walking seven the one with ray the one with ray right mm. seven eight nine does she ever meet ray i don't even know but no it's episode seven so oh, yeah, yeah with with yes, ray. yes, yes. and Duh. she's walking through like all the fire and she's she has yes. a billowing yes. and, yeah, oh, I know. she's so fierce yeah. i love I it i was gonna say then she says we will finish what we started but that was actually um yeah. 
Oh my god, just, why am I forgetting his name? I did watch these movies and I did enjoy them and I was obsessed for like a hot minute. Um it was yeah. Kylo Ren who said that. Uh, I love Phasma. She's yeah. she's my favorite. So I actually I I have the helmet. It's not painted. Mm-hmm. And I have the armor and it's trimmed but not fit to my body yet and it's not painted. It is in a box. So I was kind of waiting to finish that once I got a house. Yay. So maybe next year I can I can try to work on her and get her finished um so that is my dream cosplay but i am trying to make it a reality it's just taking years so i think i got the armor for christmas uh it was from some shop on etsy uh in 2019 i Wait, think so I'm sorry, you bought the armor but it's not fitted to you how do you fit armor to your that sounds expensive it's, and i only say that because i'm renovating a kitchen now and i'm like everything yeah, is expensive. so it like looks, how do you I mean, do that it's a process. So the armor is not fiberglass. I don't know what it is. Um, it's super breakable. So like if you fell in this stuff, it would probably crack. Um, yeah, but it's really expensive. It's stupid expensive, but it just comes like they, they take a sheet of plastic and they press it into like whatever mold it needs to be in. And then they just ship it to you. And it still has like the plastic, like the flat plastic edges around the actual armor piece and you got to take shears and just cut it out i mean my hands were so messed up after spending hours of trimming this armor out from like its little frame (laughs) Uh, so it's all cut but i have to like take a dremel and do the edges and so they're not going to cut me when i'm wearing it and then i gotta figure out how to piece it all on and take it off which i will say i feel like working at disney and wearing their their version of the stormtroopers costume kind of gives me the upper hand because I know some little tips and secrets um, on how to make things stay. Oh, that's such an obvious it. question I should have put on our doc sheet here. Like, did you learn anything from... Yeah. Wait, was it... What do you call that team? The Imagineering costume mirroring? I feel like, yeah, there's probably... Um, I, I mean... Wardrobe. Wardrobe. Yeah, they call it costuming, yeah. uh, but there is a specific... A specific... And I only know this because I grew up in Florida and yeah, they always had a specific name for that team. So did you pick any, um, any, get any tips? Obviously you did. Uh, yes, actually. I also took a piece of costume. (gasps) Gasp. I'm going to be put on Disney's blacklist now, (laughs) um, but they were going to throw it away in my defense. Uh, it was, it was the black, jacket that we wore under our stormtrooper armor and i was like you know i can use this for my phasma it, it, it literally says storm first order stormtrooper slash phasma and then it has like the the barcode and stuff um and so i <laughs> i did take that um and i'm going to use it in my costume but it was kind of it's a little bit sun bleached so i think i might have to try to dye it black again and um give it new life but i love it because i'm like okay this is an actual costume piece that i wore at disney it says phasma on it like i i'm keeping this so i i snuck it out on my last day and i was gonna say um back to like gambit being my favorite hero i was like you know i've never stolen anything and now all of a sudden i'm talking now and i'm like oh wait i have i am a, you have a little gambit in you <laughs> i'm a little i do have a little gambit in me a, um, a little gambit and a little sagittarius that's such exactly. a Sagittarius move. Oh, I thought you were throwing this away, so I was just going to keep it for myself. I was going to keep it. I was keep it like you were throwing it away. Very <laughs> game there. So, so maybe this answers this other question I had, which is the house is burning. You have to pick one cosplay to save, assuming everything else is safe, that you, you know, sentimental. 
Yeah. Who do you save? Is it is it this cosplay that you bought a couple of years ago? I'm actually gonna say Gambit. I would grab Gambit first because my chest plate, which I, I've seen a couple other cosplayers, I I can't name any off the top of my head. Uh, ooh, Lu- Luigi, something Luigi. Um, he does yeah, Super Luigi, friend of yes, the podcast. Okay. We love Super yes. Luigi. Okay, he's amazing. I, I don't know him personally, but uh, I love. He his became cosplay. like BFFs with my brother over the summer, and they went to the She Hulk premiere together. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Should, uh, thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But no, they met at one of the San Diego Comic Con parties, and Luigi has been so wonderful. Shout out to Luigi, really yeah. awesome human. Well. Being. I was going to say, I think he has the same like armor, chest armor piece that I have. Um, I bought it from a guy in Ukraine on Etsy. Um, it was pretty expensive. And now that shop is no longer available. Yes. So I have people ask me all the time, where'd you get your armor? Where'd you get your armor? And I'm like, I wish I would, I would link you up if there was a link, but there is not, it's gone. So uh, but that that piece of armor, man, it is it is intense. It is the most uncomfortable thing to wear. Um, it has no back, so if I took the coat off, you would see like the straps holding it to my back, <laughs> and um, it's not very nice looking. Um, but it is it is a nice piece of armor. I think it's fiberglass. So, but yeah, Super Luigi has it too. I I just saw it and I was like, hey, that's the same one. So one of the things I love about your cosplaying is how you embody all the characters. And a lot of the characters you do, you you, you gender bend a lot of those characters. So I'm curious about your approach with gender bending and how you go about selecting that character you want to gender bend. And what are your thoughts when you start putting together a character like Black Widow and you're translating mm-hmm. that more into a male form when you do something like Wanda, which, I mean, you absolutely kill. So I'm Thank curious, you. what what elements do you lift? What do you keep? What is sort of, you know, the the Chaz mindset going into it? So I always first, I, I, I love, I would say majority of my favorite characters are female. Uh, for example, Star Wars, Captain Phasma, female. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Elizabeth Swan, female. Uh, so I've always, and then wait, I've always loved X-Men. Wanda. X-Men. Like even when I, I was little. Wanda, but wait, who's your favorite ex-woman? Storm. All right. I love Storm. Okay. Yes. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, I, I was expecting you to say God Queen, but Storm, I mean, listen, it's Storm. I do love Jean. And honestly, goddess. used to when I was younger, I would say if I could have anyone's powers, I'd want Jean's. Uh, but it slowly changed to Storms. If I could have anyone's powers, I would, I would totally choose Storm. But um, anyways, go. You were, we, yes. And we are also big so, Wanda stands here. Obviously. Yes. So I always love Wanda, Scarlet Witch as well. Um, and so my my thing when I'm looking at it is I don't want it to be an exact copy paste of her costume, whoever it is. So I'm like, what would it be like if it was a male wearing this outfit or a man wearing this outfit? So I will try to, I'll, I'll usually draw a little bit of a design and tweak something. So like in my, um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Well, okay. Wanda, um, she has the skirt that goes underneath her, like her top. So I am going to change it to a cloak, like a, a really big, like long coat. And I actually kind of got the inspiration from Stephen Gordon's X-Men Evolution Wanda. She has that long coat. And I was like, oh, this is, this is perfect. Goth so Wanda. Kind of, we always yeah. talk about goth rogue, but it was goth Wanda yeah, as well. Goth Wanda, which um, I'll be honest, my least favorite version 
of Wanda. Yeah, I mean, it's a forgettable version. Oh, she is, <laughs> she is cringy. But uh, for me, at least. <laughs> but I, I did like that. I was like, oh, I'm going to kind of pull that into this design. Speaking of which, Glow Up, I have a, a new Scarlet Wizard, as I'm calling him, um, top that I cannot wait to take pictures in. I want to so bad. So... Oh, I it's, can't wait is the it. the one the, the top that i bought it was the last minute halloween costume and it was like 30 bucks i think on gamestop and as a women's extra large i had to safety pin all the excess fabric in the back so that it fit me right um and the sleeves still were even like up to here because it was a woman's extra large and i got long arms so um totally upgraded wanda or Scarlet Wizard's um, top, and I'm really excited to wear it someday. <laughs> I listen. We're so excited to see you wear it. I mean, you kill it every time you post a Wanda. You know, oh. I, I'm regramming the 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 heck out of that. So, see, <laughs> well, I'm respecting my guess. I was gonna say a really bad word, but oh, look at you! Hey. So someone said this on the U- on the YouTube page they they left a comment which we don't have a large presence on YouTube so when a troll like inevitably shows up they're like well have you realized you parody you, you like parrot the people you have on the podcast and you change your voice based off of oh us I remember you talking about that yeah I, I think was I it? posted that and I was like fuck you you did yeah <laughs> that's funny hey hey you're hospitable that. it's a Listen, you're being hospitable. You have a guest here, so exactly. Okay. I feel like it probably makes the guests feel more welcome too. Like, oh, I can connect with this person, but we know each other. So <laughs> crazy Sagittarius, always trying to parrot yes. someone else. All right. Well, so, so gender bending. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like to just kind of tweak it in some way, shape, or form to make it my own. Yeah. Well, I mean, you clearly make it your own. It's really, really great. And we love it. So why don't we migrate to some X-Men questions? You've yes. kind of already sprinkled, you know, some We've, yeah. here. We have had to sprinkle it in to keep people interested. So you kind of already mentioned this earlier that you got into the X-Men during the time that X-Ray was about to come out. Had you not heard of the X-Men before? Were they really just, you're like, who are these people? Like you had never heard of the comic or the animated series. So yes so i this is you're gonna laugh so hard at me so i um (laughs) i was actually at my uncle's house and i was looking through his movie collection (laughs) when i pulled out this dvd and it said evolution is here i was like didn't even know what it was at the time so then i like fast forward a few or yeah a few years later uh i was talking to someone i was like yeah i really want to watch those x-men movies i you know they look so cool. And my aunt was like, oh, we own those. And I was like, you do? And she's like, yeah, they're downstairs. And so I went down there and I like pulled them through. Well, he didn't have the the actual like full case for X1. It was just the the one part that said the, 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 the evolution is here or something like that. So I ended up popping in and loved it. I was like, yes, this is just, this is this is my, my style. Uh, I was trying to think of who my favorite character was. I think Jean was my favorite character in x x1 famka jensen jensen god of course famka jensen yes she we love her i saw her in the west village with planet x-men back in june i've ran into her several times in new york i saw her at nobu 
once and this is back when I was working in book publishing and I was with an author and literally the author's like talking to me about their book and like it's like I'm having the conversation and I literally go like this and I go like this <laughs> to the author and I just get up and I go to Fomka. It was so sweet. More important things. More important. Sorry, I'm sorry about your book deal here, but Fomka Johnson just walked in. That's very, crazy. So sweet. But okay, so your favorite X Man was Gene initially. It's turned into mm -hmm. Storm. But listen, we're a salty AF podcast here. Who's your least favorite X Man? Who who's an X Man that when you see they get on the screen, you're like, fuck. Or I'm sorry, bleep, 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 <laughs> bleep. Stupid. No, stupid. I'm so this is. Remember, I told you I was probably going to be canceled when I say this. <laughs> oh God, let's hear it. Jubilee. Oh no! It's, I, I've called Jubilee a brat on this podcast. Uh, I can't before. stand her. It's so bad. I, I I don't know. I really struggle though with like young, annoying characters. I'm sure in the comics she probably grows up and is an amazing person. No, and no. actually, the the last couple episodes of the animated series, she was starting to grow on me again. I was like, okay, she's not as annoying as she used to be. But yeah, I just I couldn't deal with it. Jubilee suffers from. It's interesting because Gambit, I would say, is a character that's more style than substance. Mm -hmm. However, it's such a well-done style that the substance kind of comes through in, in a story that probably doesn't have it. You, you, you can still like Gambit. You can still empathize with him. Mm -hmm. Jubilee is hyper 90s. Bart Simpson style, like written, and I mean, obviously not as crass and, and as a troublemaker as Bart, but she definitely fills that role of '90s like bad child. And we read the Failings Covenant for book club a couple of years ago. I can't believe I'm saying a couple of years ago that we've been doing this podcast that long. But <laughs> when we were when we did book club initially, Failings Covenant was what was our read, and Julie plays a major role there. Mm. And the things she says to Emma Frost, bro, I'm like. You you just can't talk like that. I don't know if it's just my age, but she goes to like Emma Frost, who why would you ever talk back to Emma Frost? I'm sorry, Emma Frost <laughs> is in the room. You you bow. That's what you do. Exactly. But she said something to like Emma. She's here like, oh Frosty, are you gonna be triggered right now because the hell you the Hellions were murdered and you don't know how to save your children or your students? I'm like, how dare you talk to Emma Frost like that? And <laughs> they go to Emma Frost's like safe house in san francisco and she's here like this is nicer than the tgi fridays i always go to or something like that no sake and i'm like <laughs> this character is so annoying like yes she, she pisses me off. she is and then we we have to go we have to suffer through her vampire stage unfortunately in the comments yeah i don't know anything about that so i the more you don't know the better but she she does get better not because she she ages because the x-men really don't age on the comics mm. but because during like Generation X and later stories that come in the comic books, she is written a, a bit better. Good. And it's just not as annoying. There, there are some characters that I will die on a hill of that I'm like, they're annoying as fuck. Like Kate Pride, Kitty Pride, I think it's an overrated character <laughs> and is my least favorite. But Jubilee is one of those that I like Jubilee. I think when she's written well, she's written, written really mm -hmm. well. But I can see where people will be annoyed by her because I've been annoyed by her in the past. I also. I one time read this fan fan fiction and it was Gambit and Jubilee. And I was like, okay, I love this. Like he was kind of like, you could tell whoever wrote this fan fiction. I don't remember. Uh, she kind of had like a little crush on Gambit, but it was so cute because he was like fathering her almost. I don't know. I was like, okay, this is cute. I, I can deal with this. But again, 
I don't know. She would be my least favorite. So why? So we don't really have many people on the podcast that are such huge stands of X Men Evolution over X Men the animated series. We we there's a lot of love for X Men Evolution in our community, oh, yeah. but when when you put people on the spot, they're like, no, 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 no. We we the animated series is the best. I think I happen to think there's a lot of things that make evolution better than the animated series and vice versa. But I'm yeah. curious from you, why is X-Men evolution such a great show and why is it better than the animated series? I, Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, Putting I you on the feel, spot there. This is the real yeah. answer. That's going to get you canceled. <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, I just, I love Scott in this series because he he's still that leader still trying to learn uh still makes mistakes but owns them and i feel like in an animated series scott can kind of be a little bit of a what's a not bad word <laughs> i can say any bad <laughs> to words describe him. how about a stick uh, in the mud there we go that rhymes with the word that i was thinking stick um <laughs> but uh i yeah I don't know. I just, I was like, man, Scott is so cool in this. And then honestly, all the characters, I, I just love like their designs. Um, oh, the designs again, are beautiful. Even Gordon did an amazing job. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I you love Stephen Gordon. I've been talking to him on DMS or we I've tagged him. He's commented on things. I had to get him on the show. Yes, I, I've always had an it. idea that we would do an X-Men evolution, like season where we like, you are able to do a deep dive, but that would be amazing. Yeah, well, I I loved his designs. They um, were really awesome. And then I think just the story in general, how how it played out. Uh, I feel like there were certain things in the animated series uh, that they would like bounce around to different stories, and I would be a little confused. Um, like the scene where I, <laughs> animated fans are going to be like, well, "How does he know what he's talking about?" Um, the episode where they go to like the age of apocalypse maybe and storm has her mohawk and she's in love with wolverine and they're an item i was like what is happening where did this even come from we've talked so, like, so much about one man's worth on the uh, this last weekend because that yeah. was the pre so from a production standpoint just so you know mm-hmm. it is a precursor to age of apocalypse meaning that um the lee waltz eric and julia lee Wald, who eric is the showrunner julia lee Wald was a writer they came up with the idea of one man's worth and Marvel liked it so much. They brought it over to the editorial side, but because editorial comics, editorial is faster than animation. We got age of apocalypse first and then one man's worth, but originally uh-huh. one man's worth came first and it was, that makes so, so much. So sense. That's why you would probably be a little lost because it is a very, it, it's a first of its kind in terms of telling mm-hmm. that story. And to like talk about how, like one thing I love more about, um, uh, animated series versus x-men evolution i love obviously rogue and Lisa lenore zan like she is perfect uh but i, I do love goth, goth rogue as well uh and then nightcrawler i also like nightcrawler better in um the animated series well he's given a lot more i, I can't remember did they lean into his religious tendencies yeah. in, in evolution? i think that's why i think that's why but no not in evolution in evolution i don't think he mentions Oh, I love so we we've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you and I have talked about it. I I think think the the scene with him and Mystique when when she he's talking to her about God and religion and 
And Mystique's like, I don't deserve your prayers. And she gets shot. And mm. she's, you know, she pushes him out of the way to save Kurt. And then she's, she looks at him, she goes, prayers. And then it flashes back to her when she throws baby Nightcrawler <laughs> off the waterfall. But it's a close up of her eyes and she's crying. And for a character like Mystique to have that emotion mm. and it, to show that emotion was so beautiful. But yes, I think I just talked about it in another episode. I said, the prayers. Voice actor says that. She's like, prayers. Historical. I well, I was I actually saw. Um, I don't have TikTok anymore. I used to have TikTok, uh, but I had saved a video that somebody made. And it was like, anybody remember that time that Wolverine got saved? And <laughs> they, you know, showed Nightcrawler talking Wolverine, and then it shows him Wolverine and the the church praying, and Rogue gets touched by seeing him do that. And I, I was like, ah, oh, this is so cool! Like, I love that. So that was uh, that's one thing I think anim- the animated series did better, but. Um, yeah, back back to X Men Evolution. <laughs> are, are you, so? Would you have wanted like another season of X Men Evolution? Hundred percent. I was actually just talking to Emily about that tonight. I was like, man, if they could have continued, like, I'm so glad we're getting X Men '97. Mm-hmm. But if they announced a season, was it season three? Or I think five? it would be season four. Let's see. Let's look. Season seven. I'm just going to Season seven number. or something. I think it put five on our doc sheet, but I think it would be season. F- yeah, it would be season five, actually. Yeah. Okay. So season five. Yeah. yeah. Season four was really short, I think. Yeah, it was nine episodes. It were, yeah. Super short. Uh, I remember that, too. Yeah. So I. It was the Apocalypse story. That's five. where they were sort of. They were finishing up everything that was going on with Apocalypse. And like that last. The season finale or the series finale when it showed like Professor X having that vision. And seeing, you know, like some of our friends will become enemies, and it shows Jean turning the Phoenix. I wanted that so bad. Oh, we all so so bad. I, and Magneto leading the New Mutants. Yes, X twenty three, Laura yeah. slash Wolverine joining the X Men, Rogue having the power of flight. And for me, yeah. it's always going to be when he's here. Like you know, many challenges still await us, but whatever you know comes our way, the X Men will always be there. And then flashes to uh, Project Wide Awake and Nimrod coming online. I that is. For me, that gives me chills. Yes. It's going to be tough for the X-Men. It's not going to be an easy road, but they will navigate through it. And that's yeah. a beautiful ending. I also thought um, with all the like the hype around Sinister right now, I would love to have seen how they would have done that in yeah. X-Men Evolution. That would have been really cool. It would have been nice to see Sinister there. But... And we never saw Emma either. In no, X-Men and I think did, did, did Steven draw an Emma and a Psylocke that was fan-made? And it's been long rumored that those were original concept designs for a season five, but I think they were just commissioned from a fan mm. to draw an X-Men evolution style. I'm going to go five. research these when we get off. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. I think I've posted no. it. I think I've posted it before, but it could be before you were part of the power of X-Men familia. Before Chaz. <laughs> be seen before Chaz. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there, there's no podcast. There's no power of X-Men community before Chaz. No. So, I, can I tell you that Valley Girl Kitty is probably my favorite incarnation of Kitty? And Same. the very first episode uh-huh. I had ever done podcasting for uh, Generations of X, which was a podcast I did with Flinkman, I, I we talked about our least favorite character. Mine was Kitty. And I was like, but the only exception is 
Kitty in X Men Evolution. I I wanted to be Valley Girl Kitty so badly. I would go. I would be like, like, hello, like, oh my god. Every time yeah. I talk to people, I purposely tried to do her voice and uh, failed miserably at it. But I enjoyed the character quite a bit. My sister and I, we uh, we had a couple of the X Men Evolution action figures. So I had Cyclops, and I had Storm. She had Nightcrawler and Storm, uh, but they obviously didn't make versions of Rogue and Kitty. And I don't even think they made Jean. Um, not make Jean. Yeah. So we we would go to these thrift stores or like flea markets and we would find random characters. And then we would, if they looked similar, we would buy them and then we would just pretend that they were um, oh, yeah, you know, that character. So I had, I had a version of Wasp. She had like the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From uh, uh, Avengers United. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's a figure I was so, thinking of just now. Yes. So I took her head and put it on this other random character's like, you know, civilian clothed body, and I made her kitty, and that's that's how I had my my kitty action figure because I was like, I need her. <laughs> I if I wasn't obsessed with you already, I'm more obsessed with you now. That is a perfect response to that. Yeah. All right, let's get into the ranking of the characters and folks at home. There are so many characters that appeared in X Men Evolution. We're only going to do our main ones and that's cyclops gene kitty rogue nightcrawler professor x storm spike beast and wolverine that's not my order those are just the characters we're going to be ranking here so please dm us slide into the power of x-men dms let us know your own ranking if this is on youtube put it in the comments down below or you know what Chaz is the one who wanted to do an X-Men Evolution episode. So if you don't like the ranking, you can message Chaz at, what is it? At House of M Cosplay. Cosplay, yes. And literally blow up his DMs over, over your ranking, how you would do it. But Chaz, we, we, we have not, we, we're not in sync with our ranking. So we're good. And I forgot what your rankings were. So why don't we kick okay. off at number 10? Who's out of all the X-Men Evolution main cast, who's number 10 for you? Your least. Number 10 is being the least. Okay. Um, Spike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It never... I, it's just... You know, I, I was thinking about why did I put Spike all the way down there? And when Spike was... I mean, Spike was written off the show for a reason because fans were not jiving with him. But I loved his character design. And for me, he's sort of a <laughs> definitive hallmark. And I was going to say, what is it about those characters that are created for a series specifically that don't do well but harley quinn is an example of a character that has done really well yeah. laura was created x23 was created in x-men evolution has obviously gone on what was it about spike uh the fact that he was so i don't even know like he was cool the first like the first season maybe and then towards the was it the, the second season or something i don't even remember uh he started getting real rude. Like, how dare you disrespect your coolest aunt ever, oh, Aurora? Like, that was, I, I don't know, I was like, how dare you? So th that just turned me off that he had the coolest aunt in the world. And he, you know, Storm like crap. your aunt. Oh, my God. Yes. And and he remind me he recorded Kitty and Gothrogue, Valley Girl Kitty and Gothrogue as her dancing, which is a parody <laughs> of Buffy. And I love this it. This is a character that was, and, and I thought the design was cool. I think the problem was, if I can remember some of the conversation back then, the mm. power set was so similar to Marrow, and Marrow was having her moment in the comic book. She was in Marvel versus Capcom as well. 
I think people want it marrow and not and not spike. That that's the only thing I can think of. I'd have to really rewatch the series and do a deep dive Mm-hmm. on on why Spike was bad. But I think it was just a character that didn't really take off, and then mm-hmm. they did so much, and he they kind of convoluted him. But we're in agreement. Number ten is definitely going to be Spike. Look at us. Sorry, I have but... seen I have seen some amazing cosplays of him though. Like I've never seen a cosplay of Spike. Uh, I wish I knew who they were. I'm really bad with names. Y'all will find this. Uh, But I have seen some really good Spike cosplays. And I appreciate that. Like, if I were at a con and I saw somebody dressed up as Spike, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want a picture with you. But he's number 10. He's number 10. Sorry. Sorry. We Listen, we we hope there's a different, there's a revival and Spike can come in at, you know, a higher level and and make amends. But again, you disrespect the coolest ant in the world who is Storm, a literal goddess. You're going to, you're going to fall on there on your ranking there. All right. Who is number nine for you? Charles, which I don't, I don't dislike him. I just, I don't know. He doesn't do anything for me. (laughs) He, you know, I, I kind he didn't of didn't have the eyebrows, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he didn't have the eyebrows. He did have that. He had the more Sir Patrick Ian, yes, which is great accent, and you know, it came across more like you know New England Charles, but yeah, it's um, they definitely redefined the character a bit there. Mm. I one of the scenes I don't like for him. He's not my number nine. But one of the characters I don't like for what what I didn't like for him was that they, like Gene was graduating from high school and then he's here like, well, I think you'll find my curriculum as a college professor better. I was like, oh, it's kind of taking me out of here a little bit. Just mm-hmm. send, let Gene go off to college. But yeah, my, my number nine is Wolverine. <laughs> I know. Listen, I love the Wolverine character quite a bit, but I think the X-Men evolution, he took a backseat a little bit. He did. I mean, it was all about the kids. It was about Gothrogue, Nightcrawler, Jean, and Scott, and Spike. So I get it that characters like Storm and Wolverine were going to take a back seat, but they should still be showstoppers, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're going to be playing the back seat. And maybe it was the hair. He had the the more like the parted down the middle, and which is my hair now, but parted down the middle in lieu of like the very feral looking Wolverine. And I think it's kind of hard to top the 90s you know, animated series Wolverine and the Wolverine were... Where was the body here? That's what I want to know. (laughs) X-Men Evolution Wolverine goes, gets it, gets it waxed. Literally. And I think it was more of a reaction to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, which Mm -hmm. worked really well for the, for the movies, but just doesn't do so well in the comic books and, and, and the series. So that's why he's a little lower on the list for me, sadly. He's higher on the list for me. And I'll explain why when we get there. <laughs> okay. So my number eight is Professor X. And and for some of the reasons I had just mentioned and mm-hmm. something about the character, I wish he would have had a bigger plot. You know, Wolver- Wolverine, Professor X in the original animate series had had his own subplot very mm-hmm. well done. And in the comic books, we had Onslaught. You know, we're coming off the heels of Onslaught and Zero Tolerance where he played a big role. And here he just kind of was like your pleasant professor. And I think the character could have done a little bit. They could have done a little bit more with him in evolution. Yeah, I but, agree. But who is your, who is your number seven? Beast. Or number eight. It, I'm sorry. It's eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight, number eight. eight. Um, Beast is my number eight. Uh, I like him in the series, but I just like other characters better. <laughs> so that was my, that was my only thing I liked. Uh, was it? 
I guess it was his his first episode where they introduced him, how he was kind of going crazy. And the only thing that kept him, you know, grounded was Shakespeare. And Spike actually helped him, which was cool. Um, for Spike. You know what, Spike? There yeah. you go. Although we There's don't like beasts here at Power of X-Men, so. I know. Well, yeah. So maybe that doesn't help Spike at all. That's why he's now a 10. Exactly. I liked the design of Beast, though. Like, the way he looked aesthetically. I liked how he was a little more, I don't know. He, he kind of looks like Wolverine a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and, the same uh, hairstyle and stuff like that. Yeah, same hairstyle. Wolverine, stuff. Beast, and Nightcrawler all sort of had the, and maybe to a degree, Cyclops mm-hmm. and, and Goth Rogue. Yeah. All had that sort of like parted down the middle hair. Yeah. So not not any particular reason. I just, I like other characters better. So. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Who's number seven for you? Nightcrawler. And this goes for, I loved his humor in X-Men Evolution. But again, I like him better in the animated series. Um, I liked his more religious side. I thought that was really cool. Uh, again, I think it, you know, X-Men is so diverse and you never see that anymore really in, in shows and stuff. So um, I think the fact that they didn't do an X-Men Evolution, I was kind of a little sad. So I, uh, yeah, Nightcrawler, number seven. He's kind of low on the list. I, I liked him. He's a bit higher on the list for me, and I'll get into why I like him. Or it's not that much higher, but spoilers for the list. Number seven for me is Storm. I know, and here we are ragging on Spike, you know. <laughs> But I think the problem with Storm was I would have liked to have seen Storm maybe be a teenager with a mohawk and be a bit more rebellious. Maybe fill in the role of... I Listen, I don't want to take Goth Rogue away from humanity, mm-hmm. but maybe Goth Rogue could have Goth Storm as well as a BFF. And, and they can both be, you know, a ghost world, you know, terror, you know, as, as kids tend to be in their teen years. But I think making her a professor was just a little... I, I I understand from an editorial standpoint why you would do that to a character like Storm because it would be ridiculous. She's so regal. How could you ever conceptualize her as a kid? But I think mm-hmm. if they would have leaned into her being more punk rock and and being like BFFs with Jean and, and Gothrogue, they could have done a lot more with a character and, and mm-hmm. made her stand out. She just kind of goes to the background for me here. Yeah. And she has a very safe design. Like her hair <laughs> isn't very fun. It's just very flat and her cape isn't... She's not very goddess. She's just very like your favorite teacher. And Storm is not favorite teacher material. Storm is a hard ass. She is a goddess. She will tell it how it is. She walks into a room. She commands a presence. You know what I mean? Well, this is honestly a perfect segue to six because she's number six on my list for the exact same reason. Perfect. Literally, I, I was like, because I love her so much in the animated series and the comics and stuff, I she's slightly underwhelming. And I, uh, underwhelming is a key here. Underwhelming is a key. And it's a beautiful oh, design. Oh, I have something to counter what you said. Yeah. I am on, I'm one of the like rare people. I hate Mohawk Storm. I don't like it. I like her long, flowing, beautiful hair that like flows in the wind and goes crazy. Oh, so, so but I, I get what you're saying. It would have worked for X-Men Evolution. Yeah, I, as a teenager rebelling and, and doing the Mohawk, I, I'm with you. I, I prefer her longer hair, and mm-hmm. I prefer her onslaught, Joe Mad hair, which is like, it's kind of cropped here, and she has a long bangs in the front. That is sort of what yes. Mohawk Storm has always sort of ranked a little low for me. But I think for the character, being a rebellious teenager, the Mohawk would have worked, especially given the context that you have Goth Rogue on the team. Right. 
I saw an, a meme the other day of yeah. Storm from X Men Evolution, and she's watering plants, and there's a little rain cloud and a little bit of lightning. And I guess it was like Reddit or Twitter or something. I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not social media savvy besides Instagram. But uh, somebody commented and said, "Was the lightning bolt really necessary?" And somebody else responded and said, "Her name is Storm, not Sunny with the slight chance of rain." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, That's just this terrible. is perfect. But yeah. What um wait, what was your number seven? That uh seven was Nightcrawler, six was Storm. So I kind of segued okay. from your seven. Okay, and six seven. six is Beast for me. And for for probably reasons to echo what what you said. It just I like the design of the character. He looks really good, but just maybe you know what? I think to say what we said about Storm underwhelming, especially given that I was going to call him Frank Buza. George Buza had voiced the character in the animated series, made him very likable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he had much to do. I think he was just kind of add on, added on to the series. And he was just kind of there. And and again, I wonder a lot of these characters, would we have liked them had they been teenagers? You know, like, because mm-hmm. I do like the Nicholas Holt version of, of Beast in X-Men First Class. And, you know, maybe yeah. if you would have given him an awkward romance. Maybe he was like the nerdy kid who was in love with Gene or Gothrogue or, mm-hmm. or Punk Storm. It would have worked a bit better for me, but he just kind of felt to the waist. In the same way, Kelsey Grammer's Beast, not bad, not unlikable like he is in the comic books, but just forgettable. Yeah. And I think a character like Beast should not be forgettable. <laughs> it's true. Number five is so much. <laughs> biggest Hank McCoy fan here. <laughs> Number five for me is going to be Nightcrawler, and this is where I'm going to say this is where I start really mm-hmm. liking the characters. Nightcrawler, because I think he just filled that Jughead, you know, Riverdale sidekick very well. He yes. was fun, very happy, very different take on the character of why we love him in the comic books and in the animated series. Because, again, I think if you're going to do Nightcrawler, you have to lean into sort of his faith-based approach to life, and that's what makes him really unique among the team. I think here I was I love his relationship with Gothrog, something we really didn't get to fully explore in the animated series, and yeah. their complicated relationship with a one Raven Darkholm, <laughs> and and Mystique. And I always remember when Rogue pushed the statue of Mystique off the cliff, and he was devastated by it. I think we saw so much nuances with this character, so that's why he'll be yes for me. Yeah, I know uh, that was one thing. I don't, this is so crazy. I don't think I, I knew that Rogue and Kurt were half siblings until X-Men Evolution. And I was like, oh my word, wow, that's crazy. Well, so, they, they don't even touch upon that in the movies. So if you're coming at it from knowing the movies, it, it would be kind of hard to get there. And the books, mm-hmm. it's not that the books ignore it, but the books don't lean into it mm-hmm. as much as they should. But yeah, they are, they are half siblings. And that is a major hallmark of those yeah. characters for those who grew up in the 90s. All right, who's your number five? Number five for me is Kitty. Mm-hmm. I I put her there because, again, I just like other characters better. But I love, love, love X Men Evolution Kitty, like, and her relationship with Lance as well, Avalanche. Right. Oh, that's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I I she's number four for me, so that segues perfectly. I I think who's your number five? My number five was Nightcrawler. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then our, my number four is Kitty. And Kitty, for me, I just I really enjoyed her. I enjoyed watching her. I thought she was fun. I think it was a great interpretation of the character. You know, in the comics at the time, she was, you know, going through everything that she was going through with Colossus's death. 
So this kitty was kind of like a stark contrast to mm -hmm. to that. And yeah, she, I love the Valley Grox. I don't know who the actress was who played her, but I'm going to... I, I can we can fake it now and you know do a retake, but I honestly don't know her, and I am going to look her up and I'm going to slide into her DMs and get her on the podcast. Do it! There oh my word, she has to talk in a Valley Girl accent the whole time. All right, number four for you. Number four for me is Rogue. Oh, um, I I loved I loved Goth Rogue a little more than Kitty. Uh, I liked to how. She she doesn't uh, she join the Brotherhood for a little bit in in X Men Evolution. I, I feel like she does, uh, and then slowly goes into you know Xavier's school, and uh, you kind of see her loosen up as time goes on. And then even like when they introduced Gambit, and oh, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of chemistry there, but like I mean, he gave her a card and tried to blow her up. I was like, what on earth? Um, but there was that slight little like you, you can see that if the seasons had gone on, it was going to happen. Um, that would have been amazing. But yeah, Gothrobe number four. I, yeah, yeah, she's a little higher on my list, so I'll get to her there. But no disagreements with what you're saying. Number three for me is Cyclops, and I, for reasons we already talked about, I think he was such a well done character on the show. The he was he was learning to be a leader, and that's. If you ask me, I think some of the best Cyclops stories take place between Grant Morrison's new X-Men all the way through the Krakone age. And we see Cyclops grow and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And instead of just being a word that rhymes with stick, <laughs> you know, see, see, I, I, I'm good. I'm good here. Um, I, I think there's they, they're, they're not afraid to show him flawed. And I think there's this beautiful moment where him and Jean finally come together mm -hmm. and she's here. Like, I don't, Jean, you know, he's being attacked by mystique and, you know, I do know that episode blind alley. I yeah. love that one. It's my favorite. <laughs> and, and she, and, and Cyclops is like, you found me. She's like, yeah, I don't know. I just did. And he's here. Like, you don't have to say it. We have this special report. It's so beautiful. The way, way they yeah. do it. It was just really beautiful. So that's number three for me. Did was Kitty uh, your number three? Kitty was my number five, and then four was Rogue. Three okay. for me is Wolverine. Oh, I, he's high up here for you. Yes, which is so weird because I agree. I feel like you guys have said it on the podcast before and even in um, lives and stuff. Wolverine is kind of overrated. Like, if anyone knows who Wolverine is, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm an excellent fan just because they know who Wolverine is. And that always annoyed me. And anytime, like, I when I was younger and I would talk to to someone about you know x-men always oh wolverine's my favorite wolverine one i'm like oh so annoying pick somebody else yeah. <laughs> but uh in x-men evolution i loved that that version of him i liked how he was a little more tame i liked how he was kind of respected among the students as a professor um and honestly if i were to cosplay any version of wolverine i would do his his x-men evolution look just because oh. i love it that's a slam dunk. Yeah. A, you could pull it off really well. And B, you know what? You kind of inspired me to like him a little bit more there because you're right. Melvin. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Welcome. Melvin. Hey, we're busy. I need you to be quiet, please. Thank you. <laughs> so cute. Sorry, Melvin. I'll send you back to your dad. Um, yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, I like that version much better now that you've said it. And I like the idea that he is mm -hmm. sort of 
respected and not the 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 saucy you know person on the team the anti-hero on the team so yeah all right number two for me is goth rogue i just think she steals the stage she has a really great character journey starting off from a very complicated you know history with the x-men all the way through her complicated history with mystique to ending with um us alluding alluding to the fact that she will take miss marvel's power captain marvel's powers but for me when she goes up to leech in ascension in the fun the finale of the series mm-hmm. and she goes i need your power to help save the world and she's like i'm only going to take a little bit and to see someone like gothro who's been so tough and anti you know everything to look at this little mute and be like hey you're the only one who can save us and and having that emotional you know part of her and and empathy i loved it 100 percent. yes that, i actually forgot about that scene until you started talking i was like oh yes i forgot it's beautiful and everyone who talks about x-men evolution talks about goth rogue so she is deserving Literally. of number two she is deserving i feel like she was also the first cosplay that i had seen of x-men evolution was goth rogue mm-hmm. and they're always well done every single one i've ever seen i'm like oh yeah goth rogue yes uh my number two is your god queen jean gray i love her in this version like her her look like the sharp the sharp jawline and her hair and i don't know her suit is so simple but uh, she always has those those bangles on uh, <laughs> those bangles yeah those bangles yeah. are definitely something they are uh they're on there funny well, story about when i had emily cosplay as Jean, the first time we went to a con, she forgot the bangles. And I was like, no, the bangles. That's it. She's canceled. Emily, exactly. That's what's really going to get you and Emily canceled now. That's it's why she doesn't the- have a cosplay Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just shaded your wife here. <laughs> well, Sorry. so, I mean, that leads into my number one, which is God Queen, Jean. And, and for reasons you just mentioned, but also the character design was beautiful, but also that... I think this version of Jean is sort of the definitive version of Jean, which is mm-hmm. on the surface, she appears perfect put together, but she's actually a bit wayward. She has trouble controlling her power. She wants to make friends with people, but people see her a certain way mm-hmm. and she doesn't feel that way. You know, the looming threat of the Phoenix is on the horizon for her. She has so much ahead of her. I just, when Xavier holds her at the end of Ascension, and she's like, Professor, you're here. And he hugs her and he looks at her and, and gets really sad because he knows what's to come for her and all the tragedy that's there. But in the present, she is she is a force to be reckoned with. But that's that's why I love God Queen in this. Yes. I mean, honestly, that's that's a great number one, which you know. goes great with my number one because mine is Cyclops. <laughs> of course, of course. And I don't know why, because it's not like I cosplay him or anything. It's no, like, you don't. Uh, you know, did you? No, someone else is doing that. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, but no, I love this version of Scott. And I actually, uh, I kind of saw a lot of myself in him. Because in in school, I was like the goody two-shoe, played by the rules. You know, I I was always kind of like the leader. If we had a school project, I took, you know, the helm. And, uh, you know, obviously I made mistakes. And I don't know, I just, I loved, loved x-men evolution scott he's a great design yeah it was good i know um this was this was back before i was still kind of in my disney mindset so i wasn't following marvel and x-men as as close as i used to but um 
I remember one day I, I logged on to Google or something and it said that the voice actor for him had passed away. And I think I was he like, did the voice actor for X Men Evolution Scott for X Men animated series Scott he did pass away. Let me see for X-Men. did Evolution as well. I thought I think X-Men. I think I think I think so as well. I don't think you're wrong because I remember I hadn't thought of X Men Evolution in a while, and then I logged on and they showed a picture of X Men Evolution Cyclops, and it said you know voice actor passes away, and I was like, what? Oh my word! Yeah, uh, let's see, Kirby. Yeah, he did in 2020. Yes. Okay. So it was around. I think it was around the time. I think Chadwick Boseman, Boseman also passed away like shortly after. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to see. Um, the cause of his death was related to a long history of alcohol abuse. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he did a phenomenal job, and we are here he talking did. about him. And his name is Kirby Morrow. So, Kirby Morrow, mm-hmm. thank you for giving us such a wonderful character. Chaz, yes. we have done two hours of an episode. I was like, oh, let's keep we it to like 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> and here we are. But there was a lot of ground to cover. So, Chaz, tell us, um, where can folks at home connect with you? And what's on the horizon? What can we expect out of your cosplay? So you can connect with me at House of M Cosplay. Um, I guess it's a, it's a little plug-in for, um, you know, the comics. And then also my last name is Malico, so House of Malico Cosplay. Um, and as of right now, I don't have any cons or anything that I, I see me going to because of House Broke. Um, but a good problem may- to have. We may be going to Nashville Comic Con, which is in June. I don't know the exact dates, um, but we may be there. Well, let me know. I'll put in press for us. We can take the whole team. <sighs> oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. It's I, it's pretty small. It's pretty small because we went to it last year, but it's growing. So, uh, but yeah, Nashville, Nashville Comic Con. They also have Music City Con. I think that's in October, but I could be wrong. I could even have the two confused i have a lot going on right now so you're you're buying a house and you're packing a house i started school again so it's it's crazy but yeah thank you for making time for us today i know i came at you last minute and you're like maybe you'll be free this week i'm like i'm free tonight actually so i am so happy i'm honored folks we are power of x-men on instagram we're gonna be at we're gonna hit up a couple other regional cons on the podcast, we have a lot of episodes coming down the pipeline. I kind of already hinted that Flink and I are trying to do a cast reunion with a certain group. We'll get that down the line. And we have a couple of interview requests out there. And sadly, I'm the one who's flaking on people. I'm telling these celebrity publicists, I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm not. I'm the one who can't make it <laughs> for that date. So we're figuring everything out. But DM us at Power of X-Men. Let us know your thoughts on X-Men Evolution, your favorite characters. Let Chaz know how awesome all of his cosplays are. Cancel him for for having Emily go to a a con without the gene bangles from Uh, X-Men Evolution. Horrible. Horrible. He doesn't like Jubilee. He didn't let his wife wear the bangles. (laughs) Who the fuck is this guy? Anyways, he's a great guy, and everyone needs to hit him up at House of M Cosplay.